Hello, uh, it's been a long time no see. This is Sarah from Oleg Bloomer, and I am happy to share a new episode of the podcast today. I have been recording a lot of things, but it's been, I'd say, maybe a lot more therapeutic and things personally for me that I've needed to get off my chest, but I kind of settled on a topic today that I think would be a great idea for an episode. Uh, it's something I think that everyone can relate to. It's a bit of a general concept, but I'm going to share a little bit of, of where this hits me right now in my life. But the title of today's episode is Love is a Battlefield. If you like uh, Pat Benatar and 80s music, uh, this is probably a copyright infringement on that. But that is the title of today's episode. And the reason why is because I want to talk about how important it is to put a shield of protection over your heart as we go forth into the battlefield of life that takes place in dating, that takes place at work, that can take place in the safety of our own family relationships and friendships, that life and love can be a battlefield. And like in a battle, you need to make sure that your vital organs are protected um, because things can go dangerously wrong when they are exposed. And that is incredibly true for your heart. And so where this all kind of came uh, to mind for me uh, today and this week was I was reading a, a good article that had a quote in it that I've read before that sometimes I've wrestled with and had a hard time really believing that it's true. But it finally kind of clicked for me this time with this one particular article I read. And it's a quote that in essence says, nobody can make you feel a particular way about yourself. Nobody makes you feel anything. You know, you're not a helpless victim to someone making you feel angry or making you feel worthless or making you feel sad and confused. Ultimately, it is always our choice how we respond to the people in our lives. And I've heard that before and I've always wrestled with it because you know what? It's like, aren't I human if someone's really mean to me and that bothers me or hurts my self-esteem and you're just telling me to be strong and not feel that way. But what this article was talking about is Essentially, we all have stories, tapes, beliefs that we have deep down that run through our mind, neural pathways of things that we tell ourselves over and over again about ourselves, about life, about how people perceive us and value us. And what happens in life is that we are constantly assigning meaning to people and situations based on those beliefs and stories and tapes. There's nothing in life that is truly objective. Every person subjectively imposes their own meaning on the way that people talk to them, on a particular comment that's made, on a particular type of attention that you received or didn't receive. We fill in the gap with our own stories to the point that two people would have two completely different reactions to the same job interview, to the same resignation letter, to the same relationship, to the same breakup, to the same fight with your parents. Two different people would have totally different reactions to it based on the stories they have internally from their childhood, from their own baggage, from their own past situations, based on their personality type, based on their belief system that they ingrain themselves with every day, that we actually subjectively decide um, how people make us feel. And so what, what happens essentially is that when someone makes a particular comment to you and it goes deep down in your heart, it's actually because your heart already subconsciously, whether you believe it or not, believes it to be true. There's an energetic match between 
some type of low vibration, low self-esteem belief you have about yourself. And now the situation you're in where you now see this as confirming evidence. So to give you an example, an example would be, and this happened to me a lot in my short-lived um, career that I've had of being in a sales and marketing meeting with, a, with some pretty kind of aggressive and domineering personalities around the table. And this one particular person uh, had a penchant for wanting to try to pick my work apart, even though they didn't work in marketing, uh, just making snide remarks and critiquing things. And when I was new on the job and this person started doing this to me in the role, it really started to make me doubt myself that I'm really not good at this. Um, I might have an educational background in this, but maybe I'm not cut out for this type of a role. Maybe someone like her who is more senior really knows what she's doing and, and you know, I'm not really good at what I do. But that was coming from, I already had some of those insecurities and fears that I was too young and inadequate for the job. And as time went on and I actually started to really grow in confidence in my skill set because of feedback from consumers, feedback from marketing partners and clients and suppliers, from positive feedback from my boss, I started to realize that I was actually doing a fantastic job. Uh, and I had made this role I was in my own based on our company and what its needs were. And I was adding value every day. And then something started to shift when I would go into those same sales meetings and the same particular person would continue to kind of make backhanded comments and remarks towards me, either directly towards me as a person or towards work that I was a part of. It didn't penetrate my heart anymore. I no longer started to doubt my own competency or ability because it was so clear to me that what she was saying was not factually true. I would always lean in to see if there's any glimmer of truth in what she's saying and, and some feedback that's constructive I could take to heart. But if there wasn't, I was fully aware that this was her issue and not mine. And this was jealousy, this was attention, this was whatever issue she had that she was projecting on me, thinking I was an easy target. But this doesn't mean that I'm incompetent, even though she might be implying that, because my heart was so protected by a shield, knowing, in, knowing my own competency, that her comments about my incompetency just bounced off of me. It still irritated me that she was being jealous and being kind of a bit of a bully and someone who would undermine a lot of people on the sales team. However... That was a different that was a different way that it affected me but it didn't her comments were not penetrating through my skin as truth because i already knew deep down i was fortified and unprotected with the truth i knew about my ability and my skill set that was completely independent of her but in those earlier days in my more junior days it really went to heart whenever whenever i was in one of those meetings and someone like her would make comments like that towards me putting this in an even more practical sense I have blue eyes, pretty um, bright blue eyes. And by pretty, I mean very uh, blue eyes. And if someone wants to come to me and tell me that I have green eyes or hazel eyes, that wouldn't penetrate to my heart. That wouldn't go right through the skin where I start to doubt myself and uh, my own intelligence for thinking that I had blue eyes this whole time when I don't. You know, I'm so fully aware that I have blue eyes and I've had blue eyes for my whole life and I have blue eyes every time I look into a mirror that if someone told me I had green eyes, I would think that they're out of their mind and they got issues that have nothing to do with me and it, and it would just bounce off me. It might be a weird interaction, an uncomfortable interaction, but it would bounce off me. It wouldn't shift the way that I feel about myself. And so this is, this is what I'm starting to talk about of 
preparing our hearts for the battlefield of life because in the battlefield back in the day and even still now you know the chest was the area that you always had to protect with a metal breastplate with a bulletproof vest they still wear kind of extra breastplates and shields in the military to kind of fortify up that area in your chest because if you take a shot to the heart to the lungs to any of the vital organs that are in your torso that are in your middle uh, it can end in death and i don't think we fully comprehend that we walk around in situations where our hearts are vulnerable where people are going to take shots potentially that are going to hurt us that are going to cripple us for the day for the moment for the week for months for years maybe for the rest of our lives and we have to do our part to protect our heart at all times and that doesn't mean being guarded that doesn't mean avoiding certain situations but what it means is really understanding the ways we talk to ourselves, the belief patterns that we have, the stories we tell ourselves, and and marinating our mind and our heart in some better truths about who we are. Because when we have limiting beliefs, when we have beliefs about ourselves where we feel like we're not good enough, where we fall short in a particular area, we are now vulnerable to any person that comes into our life who critiques us, who rejects us. We become vulnerable to just becoming a miserable shell of a human being because these horrible belief patterns that we have that are our deepest fears that we keep to ourselves, the, the negative self-talk that we probably wouldn't even admit to others that we have towards ourselves. the more we engage in that kind of a behavior you are incredibly vulnerable to projecting those beliefs onto any person in any situation in your life that is tempted to tell you that you aren't good enough and so for me the biggest area of my life that's been a bit of a gong show where I've been very insecure and have had limiting beliefs hold me back has had a lot to do with relationships, friendships, but especially platonic, sorry, more than platonic, uh, romantic dating relationships. It's been very, very hard for me. And I'm realizing more and more the biggest reason why is just because of the stories and the beliefs that I have about myself. And that makes me afraid to tell someone how I feel. That makes me afraid to even put myself out there because I am aware through past experience that a rejection or a perceived rejection will trigger me so hard because I project stories about myself onto these people and onto these interactions that I've believed for a long time, that I'm just not attractive to the opposite sex, that guys aren't interested in me, that I'm dorky, I'm weird, I'm different, I'm not attractive enough, I don't have what other girls have. And so if I'm alone on a Friday, Saturday night, if I don't get asked out, if I don't get a call back, if someone that I spend a lot of time with who I think likes me doesn't make a move on me, I become shattered inside because all of these stories now come to the surface and this is now my confirming evidence. Well, of course he doesn't like you and doesn't want to spend time with you and is interested in other people because look at you, you clearly aren't attractive enough. You have issues, you have problems. Guys don't want to date you. They see you as a friend, they see you as a bud, they see you as a teammate, they don't see you as more than that. That is my belief pattern and story and it makes me so vulnerable to people who really don't mean to hurt me and really maybe aren't even rejecting me but I've projected that onto the situation and now you crewed it up um, through my own fear and for, through, through me pulling back and trying to protect myself from the story that's so uncomfortable that's my responsibility that I bear and I'm being challenged to really write out and understand what are my stories and what are my beliefs that go all the way back to childhood of experiences I've had that I've internalized that where I've created a story of 
who I am and what I'm worth and how other people perceive me. And, and I'm really having to do a really big shift of practicing telling myself that I am enough. I am lovable as I am, that I deserve connection. I deserve a connection where the person loves me as much as I love them and gives me the qualities that I give them, that I am attractive, that I am a wonderful partner, that I bring so much to the table. And, and all of these things, I have to build myself up and affirm myself with a belief that I am good enough and other people don't have things that I don't have, I'm the same as them, that we all are hardwired for connection, we all deserve loving connection that's unconditional, that we don't have to earn, that we don't have to work for. Everybody on this earth deserves a partner who is madly in love with them. It is possible for everybody of all stripes and shapes and sizes and quirks and personalities. And I have to really let that sink in, that I am worthy of connection and that I am the perfect person for a certain guy out there who's looking for a girl like me. And if that is my belief pattern, then that changes everything. Because when I do have an interaction with someone and they don't want to go out with me, it's like, okay, I am a woman who is going to attract the right man for me. And if this person is walking away from me or choosing not to engage with me, then they're not the right person for me, that I can't give them what they want and they can't give me what I want and, you know, have a nice day and let's move forward. And this doesn't say something about my worth. It doesn't say something about my attraction level. It doesn't say something about my potential to find a partner. It just means that this person is not right for me. This person doesn't see what I'm about and what I have to offer. And therefore it's best that we do part ways because I am worthy of connection and I want a person who is worthy of me and knows what I bring to the table and wants me in their life. I'm worthy of love and connection. And so them not wanting to date me has nothing to do with that. And, and if I can get to that point where those stories really start to take root, but it's been a long time that I've been telling myself the opposite, but if that can really start to sink in and if that can be my focus uh, over the next year or two, I really think it's gonna see a really big shift for me in my life. And, and it's the same thing as well though for friendships and for work relationships and things of just really believing that I'm worthy and I'm competent and I deserve connection and I deserve to have a purpose in this world and, and you know I'm here to show up to do good things and to do big things and that I'm going to live a purposeful, happy life, truly believing that I deserve that and that we all deserve that means that the little disappointments and the big disappointments of life don't get to tell me what I'm worth, that my heart can be protected. I have a little battle shield. I have a chest protector. I have a bulletproof vest on that's preventing that arrow from going deep. It's going to bounce off me because my heart knows it's not true. Whatever message I might be tempted to receive from an uncomfortable situation. And so life being a battlefield, love being a battlefield, that was the topic of today's talk. And again, just how can we get to a point where how people treat us, the things they say and do really don't go deep, that we don't let it uh, decrease our self-worth in the way that we see ourselves. And it really has nothing to do with the other person. It has to do with the stories that we are always subjectively projecting and the meaning that we put into things, the the, the gaps, the, the reading between the lines that we do that's so subjective and not as accurate as we think it is. And how can we challenge those stories? How can we change those tapes? And I would encourage you to think about some of the belief systems, maybe some of the limiting beliefs as people call them, 
the stories that you tell yourself that you've told yourself for a long time that actually do mess you up because you end up projecting them onto situations and causing yourself a lot of pain where you might be able to build up your heart and make it a bit stronger, put a little shield of protection around it. And the inconsistencies and disappointments and rejections of life are not going to go down deep. It's, it still won't mean they won't, aren't uncomfortable or they're not disappointing, but it's not going to fundamentally sink you. Your vital organs are going to stay intact. And so that concludes this episode of Ole Bloomer. Thank you for tuning in if you've listened to this all the way through and please look forward to more episodes and more content on topics like this.